We have learned that water that has been drawn and is poured into a mikvah is, strictly speaking, not considered to be valid mikvah water. Although, as long as there is enough valid water that fell into the mikvah naturally, it could be that the drawn water of the Maim Shuvim will become a part of the mikvah as well. But if there is a volume of three log of Maim Shuvim which fall into the mikvah before the mikvah has reached its minimum volume of 40 sa'ar, then it would invalidate the mikvah. Now, the classic example of Maim Shuvim drawn water is if it is in a container and the container of water, somebody pours it into the mikvah. However, there's another kind of Maim Shuvim, which is when it is held by a person. Even if the water was never in a container, if it was held by a person, then it would also be considered Maim Shuvim. That having been said, there is an important rule which applies to all Maim Shuvim, that it only becomes Maim Shuvim drawn water if it is drawn and lifted up or put into a container willingly. If somebody has no intention, he doesn't deliberately remove the water and lift it up, then it won't become Maim Shuvim. Hamasanik esatitlatstodin, somebody who maneuvers mud that is inside of a mikveh, the bottom of it, to the side of the mikveh, and in so doing, he caused three log of water to literally be pulled, to seep out of that mud, and combine with the water that is inside of the mikveh. By pressing the mud towards the side, the water that was inside of that mud is going to now naturally come out of the mud and be part of the water itself. And the Mishnah says that kosher, the mikveh will remain valid, even though there is three log in the mikveh before it has been filled up with 40 sa'ar. Since the water wasn't even lifted up by the person, it came out of the mud, but it wasn't lifted up out of the mikveh, it is not considered to be my at all. What happens if if he actually uprooted the mud and he lifted it up above the water of the mikveh, and three log of water were taken out, they seeped out of that mud and fell into the mikveh, possible now the mikveh would be invalidated because the person lifted up that water. Via lifting up the mud, he lifted up the water, so the water became maimsh of him, and that fell back into the mikveh. On the other hand, for Rabbi Shimon Machshir, Rabbi Shimon says that the mikveh is still valid, because he didn't intend to draw water from the mikveh. He wanted to take some mud out of the mikveh. It's true that by doing so, the water which is in the mud is certainly going to come out of the mikveh as well, but since that is certainly not his purpose and aim over here, it is not a problem according to Rabbi Shimon. Mr. Zayn, somebody who places barrels, earthenware barrels, on the top of a roof, in order that they dry up. The importance of the fact that he put them there to dry is that he certainly does not want them to become wet, and he doesn't, he's not interested in the water of the rain falling into the containers, and because of that, even though he's the cause, if let's say water does end up falling into them, it rains into the containers. So essentially, he is the cause of that water being in the containers now. So there is room to understand that that would be considered my him. However, since he didn't do so directly, and is also not interested at all in the water being there, because quite the opposite, he wants them to dry, so the water that is in there will not be considered Maim Shuvim. Now, it's all very nice that right now they're not considered to be Maim Shuvim, but he wants the water that is in those containers 
to be used as water of a mikveh, and there is a mikveh at the bottom of the roof, the bottom of the house. The question is if he is able to somehow transfer the water from those containers to the mikveh that is down at the bottom in the yard without holding the containers or moving them directly, which would cause them to become Mayim Shovim. So Rebbe Liezer says, If it is the season of rain, it's the rainy season, which means that even without checking, one is able to assume that the pit at the bottom has some water in it already, because it would have been raining very recently, and there would still be water over there. Or if, let's say, it's not the rainy season, but he checks the mikvah at the bottom, and he sees we're going to read the next line as adding the word oi. There are different ways to read the Mishnah. The, the way we're going to understand the Mishnah is with the word oi im yesh babur, or it's a different case, or if he sees that there is a little bit of water in the pit at the bottom already. So that's the first condition. We need there to already be some water that fell into the pit naturally from the rain, and if that condition is fulfilled, then the way that he can transfer the water that's in the containers to that pit is Yashaber. He should break the containers, smash them, and the water will fall into the pit. And that way he wouldn't have lifted up the water at all and it won't become Maimsha of him. The reason why Rabbi Eliezer requires that there also be some water in the pit at the bottom is quite interestingly because although it's true that the water in the containers is not considered to be Maimsha of him because the person is not interested in the water being there, nevertheless, because it's in a state that if the person was interested, then it would be considered full Maim Shovim. So even now, it's sort of a half considered to be Maim Shovim. It's very similar to Maim Shovim. And because of that, Rebeliezer does not want the entire mikveh to be filled up with that water. So there needs to be some water that it fell in there totally naturally. If there is, then the rest of the water can be filled up with the water from the containers, and it won't invalidate the mikveh. And presumably this concern of Rebeliezer and the requirement that there be some water at the bottom which fell in there totally naturally is Midrabonon. Vimlav, but if there is no water at the bottom, then Loyashaber won't help him to break the containers and for the water to fall in there. Because like we explained, Rebeliezer does not want the entire mikveh to be filled up with this water that is very similar to Maim Shuvim. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says that no, that there's no requirement that there be other water at the bottom already, and therefore Benkach or Benkach, whether or not there is already water in the pit that fell there totally naturally, Yeshaber he is able to break the containers and for the water to fall from there on top of the roof into the pit. Or even a Yichbeh, he's even able to tilt the containers himself, lean them on their sides so that the water will fall out of them. And there's no need to smash them, because as long as he doesn't lift them up and pour the water out, according to Rabbi Yeshua, it would still not be considered Maim Shuvim. As long as he doesn't pour it out by lifting up the container, since he didn't actually hold the water fully himself, it would not gain the status of Maim Shuvim, and it would therefore not invalidate the mikveh. They would usually plaster the inside walls of a pit which would contain water so that it wouldn't leak and the water would be contained and remain inside the pit without leaking and being absorbed too much by the walls. So the Mishnah talks about a classic case that might have happened, Hasayod, the one who was plastering the walls of the pit, Sheshochach Otzitz Babar, he forgot his pot which had contained plaster in it, he left it in the pit, 
and it sunk into the water and it became filled with the water that is inside of the pit. And we're discussing a case where the pit is not yet filled with 40 sa'ar of rainwater that fell naturally into it. So we're still at that stage where three loig of drawn water, could invalidate the mikveh. If the water of the pit was floating above the pot, so the entire pot is under water, even if it's only by a tiny amount, there's only a tiny amount of water above the top of this pot, yeshaber, he is able to break the pot in order that the water will combine with the rest of the mikveh and it will all be valid because the water only becomes Maim Sha'uvim once it is lifted up outside of the mikveh, just like we saw a couple of Mishnahis ago in the case of the mud that was moved around in the mikveh. Now, technically speaking, one would also be able to turn over the pot upside down and lift it up outside of the water. And that way, none of the water would be lifted outside out of the mikveh, and it would all combine with the mikveh and be valid. However, we're going to understand that there is a concern that if we allow you to lift up the pot upside down without breaking it, it is very likely that you might come to lift it up not fully upside down, and some of the water will come out of the pit and it will become Maimshuvim and it might invalidate the mikveh and therefore the only solution is to break the container of water so that it will not become Maimshuvim. Vim lav, if not, meaning if the part of the pot is above the water, so now even without you lifting it up, it would be considered Maimshuvim because it's the person who placed the pot there and he's really considered to be the cause that the pot became filled with water. And it's not like in the previous case where he put it on the roof and in order for the pot to dry up, because over there, he doesn't want the water to be there. He wants the opposite. He wants to dry the pots. So there, it's certainly not considered to be my of him because he doesn't want the water to be there at all. Over here, it's not that he doesn't want the water. He doesn't really care. So since he is the cause of the water being inside of that container and he doesn't have any wishes specifically against the water being there, so it would be considered Maim Sha'uvim, and therefore it won't help to break the pot, because that water is considered to be Maim Sha'uvim, and it has already invalidated the mikveh. The Rebbe that's the opinion of Rebbe Yezer. however, Rebbe argues, and he says, in either case, even if part of the pot is above the surface of the mikveh water, the water of the pit, he is able to break the pot and the water which is inside of it will combine with the mikveh and it will not be considered maim shovim, since the person who left the pot there had no interest whatsoever of the water being inside of the pot. Even though he hasn't got anything against it, he's got no interest in it and therefore it's not considered to be maim shovim that were filled up and drawn with the owner's intent. That condition that it needs to be water that is drawn willingly is not fulfilled. Mission test. A couple of Mishnahs ago, we learned an argument between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shua with regards to water that is inside of pots, of containers. Even if the condition of them being filled up deliberately and with the intention of the water being there, even if that condition wasn't fulfilled and therefore the water is not considered to be Maim Sha'ovim, according to Biliezer, since it is very similar to regular Maim Sha'ovim, so the entire mikveh can't be filled up with that water. 
And at least part of the mikvah needs to be filled up with water that falls there naturally and is not considered to be Maim Shuvim at all. Rabbi Yeshua argues, and this Mishnah goes according to the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, that that is not an issue. A Masader can somebody who sets up pots, barrels inside of a pit of water, and they become filled with water. The reason why he was putting these pots in the water is so that they would absorb the water and then they would be fit to hold wine without the wine being absorbed into the walls of the barrels because the water would have already been absorbed. Now, in so doing, the water actually ended up seeping through the walls and actually ended up filling up these containers with water. There's now water inside of the containers, even though it could be that they were fully closed. The water went through the walls fully. Even if all of the remaining water that is in the pit outside of the barrels has been absorbed by the ground or the walls of the pit, he is able to break and smash the barrels and allow the water that is inside of them to come out and fill up the pit even though it will end up being that the entire pit is being filled up with the water that is inside of the containers. Since the water at the end of the day is not considered to be Maimish of him, since the person wasn't interested in the water being inside of the barrels, although it is similar to Maimish of him in that the water is inside of the containers, the opinion of this Mishnah that is going according to Rabbi Yeshua is that that is not a problem, and since it doesn't have the status of Maim Shuvim, so it would never invalidate the mikveh at all, and the entire mikveh can be filled up with the water of that of those containers, those barrels.